Orale. Bienvenidos and welcome to the Familia FFB podcast. This is Jorge Martin and hey, we're doing the NFL Insider Series still. Yes, yes, yes. We're getting everybody in. We want to get everybody in by, you know, maybe the first couple of days of August, but oh, Familia, we got a good one coming up. It's very steely kind of thing. But um, first off, please make sure to give us a like and subscribe on YouTube. We'd really appreciate it. We're starting to get closer to that milestone just so that we could change our Twitter, our, not our Twitter handle, our URL. So, por favor, give us a like and subscribe. Also, we are a proud member of the Fantasy Points Media Group. So please make sure to give us a like and uh, uh, give us a like and subscribe. But also, when you go to fantasypoints.com, you put in the promo code familia22 or if you want to do it in spanish familia22 uh and put you get 10% off your subscription and you get some of the best fantasy minds out there i mean you get adios mio you get you well right now they're in the middle of 32 days 32 articles 32 podcasts with everything including key off season moves you got scott barrett's strength of schedules you got grand barfield's pace and tendencies some the fantasy points data and research team is coming out with new stats all the time that's going to help you win your leagues joe dolan is running down interviews with beat writers insiders similar to this uh so we're we're everybody's getting you ready for the n for the nfl season and for the fantasy season so you can rock your leagues familia and you know finally one of the one of the goats one of the true goats fantasy guru himself john john hansen he is putting out his final points which are just fantastic so make sure again fantasypoints.com get 10% off when you put in the promo code familia22 and oh familia we got we got a return guest i mean i got to tell you when i started putting out the apb to uh last year's guests i mean people have been coming back and this is phenomenal and we just got a great one today i mean i i, I was listening back to the interview with our buen amigo noah strackbine and i tell you it was it was phenomenal how how close he was on his predictions for the season so he has been all steelers 24 7 365 this is going into i believe the sixth season he could correct me if i'm wrong but he covers the Steelers for Sports Illustrated, allsteelers.com, and he also does the All Steelers Talk audio podcast. So, you know, get, you know, Familia, this is awesome. He's got he, he's got so much great insight on the team, nailed so many predictions, so got to have him back on. So, Noah, mi amigo, welcome back. Bienvenido. You are in, estás en tu casa. You are in your home. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on. It's, it's been it's great to come back. I had a blast last year, and I'm going to have a blast this year. And hopefully, we'll get some things right again. But hopefully, you know, this time it's not so. It's a little bit more positive. Let's go with that. Uh, a little bit more positive. Still a playoff team last year, and yeah, uh, though much to the chagrin of the of uh, the Chargers and the the Chargers who didn't go, who uh, yeah, the run defense was didn't didn't come through at the at the wrong time last year. But uh, we got. It, it's it's a changing of the guard, plain and simple. There's no more Big sure. Ben, and uh, you know we got it's 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 now we're looking at Mitch Trubisky. It's looking like he's the starter, and they did use a first round pack pick on Kenny Pickett, who just moved one door over on you know as far as what you know going into the facility, which I think is absolutely phenomenal. Can you can you break down what this quarterback situation is going to look like? Is it going to be Trubisky? Uh, is it, it? It's looking like Trubisky at the beginning of the season. What is that going to do in Matt Canada's offense and 
things that he might be able to do that maybe wasn't able to happen with uh, with with Big Ben last year. Yeah, I, I honestly think Trubisky and Kenny Pickett are the perfect quarterbacks for Matt Canada's offense. Now, let me make, let me make it known: I'm not the biggest fan in what Matt Canada has done so far, and I'm not sold on him yet as an offensive coordinator. But but that being said, he does have a game plan. He likes to stick to that game plan, and we've seen success in college and on his resume with that game plan. I think Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Pickett both fill that role really well. They're both mobile guys. They make their best plays outside of the outside of the pocket. They like to let their guys make plays with the football in their hand. That's everything Matt Canada has preached. That's what these two bring to the table. Mason Rudolph's going to put his name out there as well, and he's going to get an opportunity. But I think Matt Canada's offense is perfect for what these two guys have and bring. And I think no matter who it is, it'll allow for an easy transition into week one or week two or whenever that starting quarterback is officially decided. So what, what, how do, how's the offense going to change this year? I mean, Trubisky had some mobility that, that uh, he definitely used when he was in Chicago. There's, but you know, this is his third year, third team in the NFL. There was a lot of talk about him finding a new gear, a new, you know, kind of hitting a restart button and resetting with the bills and learning a lot with Brian Day, working with Brian Dable and, and sitting behind Josh Allen. What, how do you see the first off this offense kind of working with Trubisky uh, under center? I see a lot of let playmakers be playmakers. I think that's what Matt Canada is going to do the most is He's going to remove the deep balls. You know, last year you saw Chase Claypool essentially run one route, go straight down the field, jump as high as you can, try to come back down with the football. Deontay Johnson stayed primarily on the left side of the field, and when he was in the middle of the field, we saw drops because that's not where Deontay plays his best football. Matt Canada's offense this year is going to be let my playmakers, Chase Claypool, George Pickens, Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth, utilize their skill set wherever they feel comfortable. It's not going to be very, you stay here, you stay there, you stay here. People are going to move. There's going to be shifts. You're going to try to throw defense off. And then your objective is going to be somewhat like the Kansas City Chiefs, where people like to talk a lot about, oh, Kansas City loves to go deep. Kansas City loves to let their playmakers get the ball in open space. And I think that Matt Canada is going to try to do as much of that this season as possible with with all those guys. And I think that's where Trubisky shines because – He's not somebody who's looking to launch at 60 yards every time he throws the football. He's looking to make plays. Your mobility allows guys to get open. We saw that a lot in the past with Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, those guys. I think that same style of football is going to come back this season in this offense. And uh, Trubisky ran a little bit with the Bears. Uh, Do you see some uh, kind of working in both some planned runs and maybe just some points where he's going to take off on his own? Oh, definitely. I think that Matt Canada is going to try to bring as much mobility out of this quarterback as possible. And Mike Tomlin, too, because all of last season, you heard Tomlin say time and time again, there is so much worth in a mobile quarterback. And he's never had that, at least not to the extent of these guys. Ben could move, but Mitch could run. And you're going to allow both, whether it's Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett, you're going to allow them to use their athleticism to try to make plays on their feet. I think they'll be designed runs. I also think that the offense will allow them to create space and it's going to be geared towards, okay, if there's an opening, take off. 
go use your feet, much like Lamar Jackson does, Joe Burrow when he needs to, Deshaun Watson, all those guys that are mobile but also great passers, they utilize both skill sets. I think Matt Canada is definitely looking to do that with both of these guys. So a lot of a lot has been made up uh, from the, from training camp. The, you know that Kenny Pickett was running with you know third string, and so obviously you know that that can change during training camp. It could I mean is this shaping up like a redshirt season, or could this be a, a situation where he kind of you know get gets his first start like a lot of times after the buy uh, after the team buy? So I don't think anything changes. Once the season starts, unless it's a terribly bad season, if the Steelers start two and six, they're not comfortable with finishing, you know, four and 11 or whatever it would be. They're going to pick their best quarterback. That being said, Mitchell Trubisky will be the starter until proven. Otherwise, that doesn't have to be during the season. It could be during training camp, but they want Mitch to be the guy. I think they understand that he has the athleticism that he has the potential, that he has the experience. You know, you're not going to go win a Super Bowl with a, with a rookie. They understand that. There's, there's nobody in Pittsburgh right now that's saying, oh, this is a bust year. That just doesn't happen when it comes to the Rooney family and the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. So you're going to rock with Mitchell Trubisky because you understand that he gives you your best efforts right now. That being said, if Kenny Pickett walks into training camp and shows, hey, guys, I'm 100% better than this guy, they're going to put Kenny Pickett in there as the starter. I mean, obviously Mason Rudolph could be on that list too. Some people say that Mason Rudolph is going to be the backup this season and Kenny Pickett will be a red shirt. I, I don't, I don't see that happening. I think that Kenny Pickett is the best option to either replace Mitchell Trubisky if need be, or start over Mitchell Trubisky because they bring the same talent to the field that you will, you're, you're allowed to run the same offense with both of them. I think that brings a lot of fluidity to the group as a whole. Let's go to the running back. One of the ones that you nailed, one of many things that you nailed last year was Najee Harris. And, you know, you, you made the prediction. You thought, you thought, Hey, if this guy gets, get even, even if he gets off to a slow start, he's going to have a big finish. He had a, he had a wonderful season, uh, you know, and he over 300 carries now going into year two, uh, he to me for me he's one of the players that could be the RB one overall this year who, who could have an RB one because he's got he's going to have the volume he's going to get the passing volume the the passing game volume a lot of stuff has been made about him his gain and weight um, you know it's kind of it sounds like it's kind of phantom so I, I want to see but also there's been talk, some talk about lightening the workload on him. What do you kind of what do you what do you see that being this year? Um, I think it's a little bit of everything. So when it comes to Najee Harris putting on weight, <laughs> I was one of the first people to acknowledge how big Najee Harris got. But it's not like a oh he's fat, oh it's Jerome Bettis. It's Najee Harris looks like Derrick Henry. It's insane. The dude's loaded to the gills and muscle. He's got muscles coming out of places I didn't even realize you could have muscles. It's it's ridiculous. Um, when it comes to the workload, I'm very concerned about it. I think that's the one area the Pittsburgh Steelers completely ignored, and I don't understand why. Mike Tomlin runs this old-school style football where he needs a bell cow running back, and he's just going to run him into the ground year after year. That would be fine if those running backs were only expected to last four years, and then you can move on from them. During those four years, 
they get hurt every season by the playoffs. And Mike Tomlin refuses to learn from that. It happened to Le'Veon Bell. It's happening to Najee Harris, and it will continue to happen to Najee Harris until they fix it. They don't need to lessen his workload when it comes to the amount of carries. And that's what I've been told is that, oh, the Steelers are going to lessen the workload with Najee by removing seven carries a game. What are you going to do with those seven carries? You're not just going to waste a, a down in football seven times throughout the game. So you need a backup option. That's not Benny Snell Jr. That's not Anthony McFarland. That's not an undrafted rookie, which they have two of them right now. They didn't do anything to address that position. I'm very concerned about it. And I think that Najee's entire season could be phenomenal. But come the playoffs, he's not going to be 100%. And that should be a worry for pretty much everybody. Could still get a, quite a bit of work in the passing game. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think Najee's going to be even more involved. I think last year it was a lot of checkdowns. I think this year it will be a lot of get him in the flat and allow him to utilize his ability in open space. That's that's where Najee was missed last year. I mean, you talked about he was a pro bowler. He had a great rookie season. He had no opportunities in open space. And this year, Matt Canada is going to do everything in his power to get Najee Harris in open space. I don't think that's going to happen fluidly in the running game because I'm still nervous about the offensive line. But I do think that they're going to work on the passing game to get Najee out in space and say, hey, man, go jump over guys like you did in college and you know score touchdowns. And I think it's going to work. Okay, so I, I got him at the very least as a top three pick right now. So I, I, you just made me uh, feel much more confident about that. Uh, <laughs> the wide receivers um, last year, last year Deontay Johnson was another guy. He was he he was one of the top players when it comes to targets per game, which to me is the most valuable thing when it comes to a wide receiver. It's just the targets they earn the targets. It, it's obviously with a different a, a different quarterback. Uh, what? You know, are we still looking at a big season for a big season for Deontay, who's going into a contract season, as well as Chase Claypool, who is kind of looking at a at a make good season after kind of a down second year second year? Yeah, so I'll start with Chase. I think Chase is in for a big season. I think this is the offense that's going to utilize his talents. Chase Claypool played his best football in college when he caught the ball on shorter routes and was able to make plays. He's so explosive for a guy with his size. We saw him run a 4-3 at the NFL Combine, blew everybody's socks off. But with this size, everybody wants to say he's going to be the next Megatron. Chase Claypool is Chase Claypool. He has such good hand, or not hands, feet when he has the football in his hands. It's not utilized at all, or at least it wasn't. It will be this season. Matt Canada is making it a point to play him in the slot as much as possible. I think that's the perfect position for him. He's a bigger body. People want to talk about how he doesn't come down with the football when he goes up for jump balls. I don't think that's a strength thing. I think that's a coordination thing, and I think that will change when you allow him to play in the middle of the field. If you're going to throw Chase Claypool a 10-yard pass and you need him to catch that 10-yard pass – He's going to catch it, and he's going to out, he's going to outpower anybody who's playing against him. At the same time, you catch him on a, on a crossing route, and he's got open space. Chase, Play, Chase Claypool is going to go for forty yards because he, that's what he does. I think this is a year where, as long as he can catch the football, and that's always been my biggest thing about Chase is he doesn't naturally cut, catch the football well. He uses his body more than his hands. 
that's something you could work on. If he could get that down and he doesn't have issues securing the football, this will be a year where Matt Canada's offense shows the NFL what Chase Claypool can do. Now, that ties into Deontay Johnson. Everybody talks about Deontay Johnson's contract year. The reason the Pittsburgh Steelers have not signed Deontay Johnson is not because of how good Deontay Johnson is. It's because of how good Chase Claypool could possibly be. If Chase Claypool is as good as he, if he hits his max potential, he's one of the best wide receivers in football. Deontay Johnson could be one of the best wide receivers in football, but he still will never be as good as Chase Claypool if both of them peaked. Deontay's role this season is going to stay pretty much the same. He's going to be the guy that gets more targets than everybody else. He's probably going to lead the team in in catches and possibly yards again. I would expect a a Pro Bowl career from him. My only worry is when you have more time to throw the football, which the Steelers hopefully will because you improve the offensive line. That was their biggest struggle last year. If you have more time to, to throw the football, are you going to throw it to the guy who's only running shorter routes, who's always open, or are you going to try to make bigger plays with it? Mitchell Trubisky in the past has tried to push bigger plays, but it hasn't worked well. If he realizes sooner rather than later, later that Deontay is the most reliable guy on the football field, Deontay will have an even bigger season in 2022 than he will in 2023. He's, he's the best wide receiver in Pittsburgh. I don't think that's going to change. It's just a matter of how reliable he is or how, how that chemistry is with Trubisky and Pickett. You know, one, one of the things that I, uh, I, I love what you just said about Deontay Johnson. I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't add anything more to it. One thing that a lot of people have been harping on with Chase Claypool is the maturity level. A lot of people are making a big deal over that, you know, that in, in, you know, the, you know, waving, waving for the first down. And okay, that's fine. I think people make a big deal out of little things a lot. I focus, I look a little bit about a tweet that he sent after Dwayne Haskins passed RIP Dwayne Haskins best to your family. Um, and, and it was, it seemed very introspective and it seemed, and to me that I think that's where maturity can come and that's where growth can come. And, and to me, that's the thing. These are still young men. He's not 25 years old yet. There can still be, that's the thing. I, I think there could still be growth. That's why I'm still willing to bet on the talent and that, that the maturity is going to meet the talent. Um, I wanted to ask about two other guys that, that, uh, George Pickens and, and Calvin, John, Calvin Austin, Calvin Johnson, uh, <laughs> we, we always use another Megatron, yeah. uh, but, uh, those two rookies, very different players, George Pickett, uh, tall, lanky, uh, coming, but he should be hundred percent healthy after, uh, after having an ACL surgery and coming back maybe too soon, uh, to play in the national championship, Calvin Austin, a, a small speedy receiver, how do you see them kind of fitting into the offense this year? Yeah. So first I, I want to, I want to say something about Chase's maturity because you touched oh, yeah. on a great point there. I talked to the Steelers wide receiver coach, Frisman Jackson and about Chase and that's immediately what he said. So I know you can't see it, you know, fans can't see it, but Frisman Jackson, the new wide receiver coach for the Steelers never stops talking during practice. Never. And it always looks like he's yelling at someone like it's, it's intimidating. It's like I'm constantly saying like, yeah, there's no way I'd want to play for this guy. Everybody's got great things to say about him, and he's got great things to just say about Chase Claypool, about how he's always coming in early. 
He's always working after with younger guys. He's constantly taking on that leadership role. He's meeting with Jackson pretty much every day. This is the year that you're going to see Chase take that leap maturity-wise, and I think that's going to pay dividends. I, I agree with you there. Now, with George Pickens, I've said this from day one. George Pickens is a star. Like, not like a star in the making, not like, oh, he's got a bunch. No, this dude's a star. Like, I saw him catch one pass. It was like two days into OTAs. I was standing on the sideline. He's running a crossing route, catches the football. There's four guys around him. And it's helmets and shorts, so there's no contact, obviously. But, you know, you still get a hand on somebody. He caught the football. There was four guys within arm's reach. Within .1 second, he was three strides ahead of everybody taken off down the sideline. It's like it was the fastest guy on the field by a mile. Then there's catches where he's literally levitating in the air. It's insane. This dude, I don't know how he fell to 52. I still think he's the biggest steal in the draft. I think he's going to be an absolute star. And the Steelers, I don't, they're going to utilize him everywhere. He's, he's as, just as good of a route runner. Eh, I don't want to exaggerate. He's, he has the potential to be just as good of a route runner as Deontay Johnson. He stands next to Chase Claypool and they are the exact same size. It's, it is insane. And he's just as fast as Calvin Austin. Like it's, it's actually wild. The package that George Pickens brings to the field. With Calvin Austin, I know he's a little dude, but he makes a lot of plays on the outside. He makes a lot of plays where you don't expect him to make plays because of his size. He's somebody who I don't know what his role is going to be in 2022. I wouldn't expect it to be huge, but I do expect him to get some playing time. I do expect him to be somebody that the Steelers utilize in a number of packages. And even if he only walks away with five or 600 yards this season, I think that those five or 600 yards are going to be significant enough to feel good about his future. He's definitely somebody, I mean, he plays much bigger than he is, but he's a fourth round pick. So you have to let that develop, obviously. You know, you talked about pickings. Uh, one of the things to me, one of the guys that I trust most uh, when it comes to tape study is Greg Cosell. And, okay. and he had George Pickens as his number one receiver. So I look at that and I just think, you know, I, I think about that. He was also very high on Calvin Austin and this franchise drafts receivers really, really well. So True. I, you know, I, uh, I mean, Oh, I mean, could you, you know, you're t- talking about talking about Pickens. Do you think he could put it together in, in, in this rookie year uh, con- he, uh, considering the limited amount that you saw at OTAs? Oh yeah. I think, I think right now, Kenny Pickett's the odds favorite for rookie of the year. I'd put all my money on George Pickens, all of it. I'd like in a fantasy aspect of this, I am highly considering taking George Pickens as like my second wide receiver, just because I truly believe that this dude is going to have just an absolutely outstanding rookie season. He's going to take so many people by surprise because he had the ACL injury. He had to come back from it. Obviously. I think the biggest thing that held him back in the draft were people were talking about his attitude issues on the field. I get it. But George Pickens strikes me as a really well-mannered guy who just loves football. And when you're playing football, you get competitive. Cam Hayward fights people every single year during training camp. I have never, never watched a Steelers training camp that Cam Hayward has not fought people in. And I think that just comes with being competitive. George Pickens, talent-wise, I said it since, you know, before the draft, just like a lot of other people. 
I think he's naturally the best wide receiver in this class. And if the Steelers could utilize him well, which I expect them to, uh, rookie of the year. I'm telling you, rookie of the year. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, you, you talk about the package. I mean, size, speed. He didn't run at the combine because he was still he was still not 100% from his uh, ACL. But at this point, he'll be more than a year past, which a lot of doctors say that's that's when they get that's when they start to get their everything back. So, um, uh, hey, OK, you can you convince me that catch <laughs> that you're talking about. Uh, I'm 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 moving him up. I'm moving him up my ranks, especially on the rookie side. One guy. You, oh, man, I, I wish that was something that could have been on video. But uh, hey, you know what? We'll just have to wait for him to do that in the games. So, yeah, uh, gosh. Oh man, think of all that. Think of that wide receiver talent. And and you were really high on Pat Fryermuth last year, and he really delivered, especially in the second half of the season last year. Se- you know, for a rookie to come out and do well, a rookie tight end to come come out and do well is almost unprecedented. But now going into year two, what more can we see from this guy and and, and to kind of further cement him as a top t- maybe a top ten tight end? I honestly, I, I have no nothing holding me back that says Pat Fryermuth can't be five, top five tight end. I think that his pass catching, I'll, I'll put it into a quote. I talked to Mason Rudolph one day, and I said, "Yo, I need I need a quote on Pat Fryermuth. How good's Pat Fryermuth looking this this off season?" And he said, "Every quarterback in the room knows that if Pat is one on one, you're giving him a chance because." His ability to turn and catch the football is better than I've ever seen. And, I, you know, Steelers have had some great wide receivers when it comes to pass catching. Keith Miller, obviously, Vance McDonald, Eric Ebron for a season. Some really good pass catching tight ends. Pat Fryermuth just looks so natural going up for a football. He looks better. He looks bigger. He looks much more confident in the game plan. And on top of that, I think the addition to Zach Gentry in the offensive game plan is going to help him because it doesn't put so much pressure on him to be a well-rounded tight end. It just allows him to be, hey, you are are our top tight end. Gentry is going to be involved in the pass game too, so that it doesn't give too much away when he's out there. But if we need somebody to block, we can rely on Zach, and we don't have to rely so heavily on Pat, where I think last year at the beginning of the year, Pat was looked at as, you know, you got to block. I think this year he's going to be able to fine-tune his skills. He looks – he looks very good. He just looks very natural for a guy in his second year. That's fantastic. And to, to think, to, you know, one of the reasons why a lot of people kind of downgrade George Kittle is because the fact that he's such a great blocker and he stays in to block a little bit more than than uh, fantasy owners would like. To think that the, that Pat Fryermuth is going to be a true move tight end, that to me is exciting for him. He's a guy, you know, I've heard people grabbing him and another tight end and just kind of doing, you know, like someone like Cole Komet and gra- and just kind of taking turns uh, starting with them based on the matchup or maybe starting both of them if they got great matchups. Love it. Love, love it. Okay, you mentioned the concern you had about the offensive line. Um, you know, not a big investment in it the, this season. What, you know, concerns talk to me Big man yeah so the concerns are almost the same as last year i think last year myself included we all just convinced ourselves that everything was going to be fine this is the pittsburgh steelers they got to rebuild their offensive line but hey you know they got two rookies they got zach banner and chooks corfort maybe things will be fine no we were all very wrong this year it's the same concern a little bit better 
but pretty much the same concern. The only difference is that there's options, and I think that's what the Steelers needed. Kevin Dotson's going to return to left guard. Kendrick Green's going to compete with him at left guard. Kendrick Green tried to be a center last year, learned quickly he is not a center. Mason Cole provides veteran experience coming from Minnesota and Arizona to play center for the Steelers. Then you have the big addition in James Daniels at right guard, which I think is a game changer. I think James Daniels gives you somebody to rely on. The Steelers offensive line had nobody to rely on last year. Zach Banner, who was dealing with an ACL injury, was their most veteran guy on the offensive line and who was conducting all these meetings and trying to be the veteran leader, but he wasn't on the football field. James Daniels, he's only 24 years old, but Kevin Dotson said immediately, he walked into the room and said, hey guys, I'm in charge. And he took on that leadership role. His play backs it up. He had a great force four years in Chicago, but he bounced around a little bit between center, guard, and guard. And I think now that he's solidified at right guard, things could go and quickly upward for him. Chooks Okorafor and Dan Moore Jr. on the outside, very concerning to me. I don't think either of them are stars or stars in the making. Chooks is still young, so I, I saw why you resign him. I just wish the Steelers did something to add some competition. And Dan Moore Jr., I mean, Dan's reliable. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say he's not, but I had a scout a scout tell me Dan Moore Jr. is the fourth best offensive lineman on an offensive line at best, and like that's fine. But I don't really know if you want that to be your left tackle. You know what I mean? Wow, that's yeah, that's a little bit of concern. Blind side is so important. Uh, yeah. Geez. Um, all right, defensive side. Uh, I want to kind of get kind of your your call. I mean the the defense against the run the second half of the season was rough. I mean, there was that, that huge game that Dalvin cook had on Thursday night football against them. Uh, have they made improvements against the run? I know they're always going to be a force against the pass because of TJ Watt and, uh, and, and, and the secondary still and the secondary still good. What, how do you, how do you look at them shaping up both against the run and the pass? Yeah, I think the run game was super concerning last year. It was terrible. I think they did tighten it up a little bit. I think the biggest thing is going to be the return of Tyson Alualu and the mature the the growth of Isaiah Loudermilk. Isaiah Loudermilk is a true run stuffer. He's really good at defensive tackle and nose tackle if need be. He, he's young. He's only a second-year guy, but he was a fifth-round pick last year, so you couldn't really expect a ton from him. He put on like 20 pounds this offseason. He's 6'7", so he's ginormous. And you could just tell – I get it, it's helmets and shorts so far, but you could tell that it's there's there's growth there. There's there's enough upside to say, okay, he could, be, he could be a primary piece to this defensive line coming off the bench. The Steelers didn't have any of that last season. If Tyson could stay – if Tyson Alualu could stay healthy, you don't need him to play more than one or two snaps a series. If he could play one or two snaps a series, especially on running downs, he adds a major lift to the, to the defensive line. And then Miles Jack and Larry Ogunjobi, we don't know what we're going to get with them when it comes to the rush game, but you have to expect something. And I think at very least, Miles Jack adds some comfort for Devin Bush, whereas Devin Bush doesn't have to be the primary inside linebacker, doesn't have to be the star anymore, even though he should be. And Ogunjobi adds some depth 
to where you could say, okay, Chris Wormley needs a break. Ogunjobi needs a break. Isaiah Loudermilk needs a break. You have so many revolving pieces. You know, DeMarvin Leal, who's a third-round rookie. You have so many revolving pieces that you have options. I don't know if that's going to fix anything, but it's certainly, you know, the best thing you could do for a defense who doesn't add a superstar. And you could say Miles Jack is, is really good, but I don't think he's a superstar. Uh, is to just have options. And I think that's that's what they did. When it comes to the pass, uh, I think they're going to be just fine, if not better. T.J. Watt is a dude who you could put the over-under on 22 and a half sacks this season, and I would say he's going to break it if he stays healthy. Um, you have to remember, people people look at T.J. Watt and they want to downplay his season last year some way or another or like act like, oh, it was just a one-year thing. T.J. Watt's 26 years old. Most players don't peak until they're 26 years old. Last year, he played 15 games, but there was four games where he missed at least half of a, half of a game. So in my eyes, he played pretty much 13, 12 games. He's got a whole season if he could stay healthy. I would say the sack record is well in sight. Alex Highsmith is, I hope, takes that third-year leap. He looks confident. You know, he's working with TJ, so you have to expect some improvement there. I don't think he was bad last year. I just think he's more of a natural run stuffer than he is a pass rusher. I think that that game could evolve. Ogan Joby, I how the Steelers landed him this late in the season is or in the offseason is fate. I, I feel terrible that he failed his physical in Chicago. He wasn't able to sign there. But to get him on a one-year deal and to bring him in, I mean, the dude had seven and a half sacks last season. He's still got plenty under his belt. He's going to be great coming off the bench. Uh, Chris Wormley is just a, a natural pass rusher. DeMarvin Leal is a natural pass rusher. You, you have so many guys. Monty Adams, who they signed in week 13, who now comes back, is a natural pass rusher on the inside. The biggest thing is they don't have a backup outside linebacker. Right now it's Jannard Avery. I, I don't really have much faith for that guy. You know, he's, he's a tweener. He's an inside linebacker slash outside linebacker. But if they could get one more outside linebacker, I think that pass rush is right back to full form where it was a couple of years ago. Outstanding, outstanding! Oh, this is this is phenomenal. I I could see, I could feel the passion for defense uh, coming out of you, and it's. Uh, yeah. I know it's. I, I I know when you're talking Seal Country, that's uh, that that's all that it is. That that's that's where it starts. Uh, well. We're about at the finish, but I wanted to say we had a great Mexican food talk last year. Anything, <laughs> any new dishes you've tried? I know we talked a lot about tacos and enchiladas last year. Uh, any, any, any other, anything new discoveries? I, I would say nothing new in the discovery. Although you know, it, my my range is growing. I don't know if like shrimp tacos Good. is like a is like a natural Spanish thing, but I eat shrimp tacos mm-hmm. like once a week. I would say the big change is that since we've last talked, I probably eat Mexican food twice a week at this point. Where we, me and my fiance, moved down the road from like three, three spots. I think we we go on rotation every other week of where we're going, and it's it's at a point where like I've walked in twice in two days, had the same waitress, and I'm like, man, this is embarrassing. You know me, so <laughs> we're getting there. But the 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 love is growing. The uh, consumption is definitely growing. Outstanding. Well, if they know if they know your order and they know your name and they've already got a margarita or a beer waiting for you, hey, you know what? What what what, what better than that? What that's what I'm that? saying. That's all you need. That's all you're looking for in a new home. Easy. 
<laughs> oh man. Well, if you, you know, if you ever get, get stuck on wanting a recommendation, you know where to find me and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get you, I'll, I'll hook you up with a, with a good recommendation. As long as it sounds like they're pretty good, you know, down home authentic places. So they're, they're, you can do some exploring and you'll, you know, ask yeah. them for a recommendation. I think you'll, you'll, you'll be just fine. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about that one. They might, they might, they might see how they might want to test you on the spice meter. So you just never know. So be ready for that. I'm good on the spice meter. I did buy, or I did get, I forget what it was one time. And they're like, this is spicy. And I was like, spicy, spicy. They're like, well, not really. And I was like, all right, cool. And it was real authentic. And it came out and I took two bites and I was like, I'm going to die. This is, hate the whole thing. But it was bad. I was sweating by the end of it. It was, it was rough. I'll do well with the spice, but we're, you know, we're learning. We're getting there. That means that means it's that means it's really good. I love it. I love it. Yeah, when my when my head starts sweating, I know I know I've uh, I've I've hit I've hit a new level. So, I uh, love it. Noah, this has been un gran placer. It's been it's been awesome. What uh you know I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the banner up one more time. Uh, what have you got coming up that for the you know to get ready for training camp and during training camp? Any- yeah. So uh, during training camp, obviously we're gonna take a heavy dive into the quarterback battle. In, in, trying to give everybody as much insight to it as humanly possible. I think that's what the fans are looking for. But just gearing up for training camp, allsteelers.com is going to have plenty of stuff. Um, All Steelers Talk on YouTube is going to have interviews and, you know, every every little bit you could think of before we head into the end of July. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have it all covered. So I appreciate you. Oh, man, I can't, I can't wait. Can't wait. I'm gonna, you're going to – I'm going to be, I'm going to be checking out your work and making sure that they, you know, find out what's going on with the quarterback battle and to get the truth behind uh, the, the weight gain behind, uh, you know, Najee Harris so that I can still <laughs> keep pumping him up a little bit. Know, know that he's looking more like a superhero than, uh, than not. So uh, familia, this was still the first show. Uh, once again, thank you uh, to YouTube for putting us out there. Please give us a like and subscribe. And otra vez, if you missed it earlier, go to fantasypoints.com. When you get your subscription, put in the promo code familia22, familia22, if you want to do it in Spanish, get your 10% off. And uh, again, special thanks to Anchor for putting our podcast out on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, give us, give us a subscription. And uh, again, original content coming out on familiaffb.com. I'll be put, I'll be tweeting out the articles at Jorge Martin 17. And you know what? Go to Familia FFB also on Facebook and Instagram. So get, get, get everything there. We're going to get you covered because we got great insiders like Noah joining us and giving us that. So Noah, our invitado, muchas gracias again. Thank you so much. And to you, everybody have a great day. Have a great week. And remember, Todos somos familia. Salud.